3: Yes, it is the 30-something movie podcast. I I started off there trying to go for like radio DJ, kind of bringing in the whole radio voice. But then as I started the yes, I started to feel like it was like pinky in the brain. Mm -hmm. And it almost turned into a little bit of a yes, pinky. (laughs) Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Are you all pondering what I'm pondering?
2: Well, if you're pondering a
3: sandwich, then yeah, we're all right. I, I think so, Bo, but mm. I don't know where we're going to get rubber pants at this time of night.
2: Pinky and <laughs> Just the <got> Brain.
3: Kids. <laughs> with with this crowd, one of us, I'm sure, has them. <laughs>
0: and if you don't have them yet by the end of the show, well, then, hey. well hold on, okay, forget it, forget it. Well, we're That's all feeling we're all about. feeling
3: forever young tonight. I think are you, are you, are you all feeling young and frisky? I don't know. No, not frisky. Well, not when I look at you guys. <laughs> I mean,
0: Christ!
3: <laughs> what I'm telling, changed.
0: what I'm telling you is true. This is not the from show from a certain know. point of view.
3: This is uh, Jeff is Jeff's hasn't been on in a while, and it's uh, the the tenor of the show is a little different than the last time you were here. It's this is not fast. the show he's looking
1: for. <laughs> this is not my parents' podcast. My goodness, I'm, no.
3: I'm
0: just saying after the the COVID the COVID medication, things changed a little bit. I would say
2: sometime after Mjolnir but before the advent of the green balloon, I think, is where things really changed. That's
0: right. All I remember was the Mjolnir was like, I was laying on the side of a street in Minneapolis, Minnesota, laughing, sobbing because of that, and there were people walking by going, excuse me, sir, are you okay? I'm like, I'm sorry, I've listened to a podcast, and I was getting all the funny I don't even remember what episode it was. Go, go, back, go back, Jeff, and
1: listen to the Mjolnir oh, Fnir. So I've been listening to all the episodes every oh, yeah. And, and gents, I have to tell you that you've been doing a tremendous job. Oh. It has been highly enjoyable to uh, just well, thank to you, up. Jeff. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, man. Well, thank you. Man. Well, it's,
1: it's not the same without you
3: though. Well, not only have we been doing a tremendous job, but an angel's just got its wings.
1: Yeah, guys, I got. Are you got a, handing them out over there? Yeah. I just got it. Sorry, just got a text. No, Hold on.
0: That's that's awesome. I'm excited. Jeff, it's it's I know that you're you're doing the most important thing and taking care of family and that whole thing, but it's just never the same without you. So it's always great when yeah, you're no, on no, talking I mean, and all that.
1: You know, I I certainly miss talking to you guys, especially about film and being part of these conversations. I was telling John earlier that yeah, I've gotten really good at just shouting it. My, in my car at how wrong you guys are sometimes and, yeah. uh, and John it's like, especially Pat. I don't know what that's all about. What was that? John said that especially Pat being wrong <laughs> all the time. I don't know what that's all about.
3: <laughs> you're just shouting at you're just shouting to wake Pat up. That's all. <laughs> like Jeff God. it's that's that's where it, I go, need a go ahead. That's, that's where I need a sound clip that goes, you've been Jeff splained, but no one can hear it. <laughs>
1: yeah just drop
2: it like every 10 minutes Uh or so just on a schedule
1: yeah yeah i kind of think
0: it's like that scene in the west wing where josh is in the hospital or no, he's resting. And CJ needs to like say something and she says it wrong. And he's like coaching her like this, which is she's like, okay, Josh, I'm gonna get off the phone. I can handle this. And then he's watching her press conference and whatever she says, she mispronounces the thing he told her not to. And like, and the end of it is like him, like bashing his head against the headboard and it goes, and it goes right. It's one of the best West Wing beginnings ever. But that's kind of like, I imagine Jeff, like sitting there listening and just going you know something yeah. yeah
1: well you know what i i mean i've i've i missed out on talking about some of my favorite movies for sure you know wayne's world sneakers is, is, is uh, one, of my, one of my ones i enjoy quite a bit the rental's oil i thought you guys had a pretty interesting conversation about you know just i miss it i miss you guys you guys but you you guys are doing a, such a terrific job and i just wanted to to jump on here and let you guys know that you know just keep up the good work well thank See you, you. The little people in life are enjoying it, so keep (laughs) keep doing what you're doing.
2: We'll keep the podcast warm for you. Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: man. man. That, you know, hopefully we'll get on a more regular schedule here at Missouri Rainer, and I can not only carve out times to talk about movies with you, but actually watch them ahead of time as well. Well, and this might be a good time, assuming we're recording already. I think
2: we are. Oh yeah. To plug your uh, your Patreon shorts, right, John?
3: Yes, actually, that's why Jeff and I were on here a little bit earlier. So we just did the uh, Secret of Nim, which is going to be coming out in October. So we were recording a little bit ahead of time. Of course, on the recording, I forgot what month it was. So I'm, I'm like, when will then be now? Uh, soon, soon apparently, or so I'm told. It's, it's already <laughs> October now. But uh, yeah, so we, the the Patreon shorts we did Secret of Nim, and uh, we got some other fun ones coming up. And I think Jeff, we're going to try to hop on a couple of those together going forward because you know that's doing a quick like 15, 20 minute recording is a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although I think if I'm not mistaken, do we have a Christmas Carol coming up later this year? We should.
3: Yeah. In December.
1: Yeah. So that that one I might, especially because that, the missing scene is being re-added. Yes. So we can talk about that. So I'm hoping to get on that one for sure.
3: Yeah. that's That's actually our last movie of the year.
1: Awesome. I'm I'm going to let you, I'm going to get out of the way, let you guys do what you got to do with whatever it is you're about to talk about, but no, I just wanted to say hi, miss you guys. Love you guys. And I look forward to joining you on a more regular basis. Hopefully sometime soon. Yeah. Love you too, Jeff. And can't wait to get back talking movies with you. Have a wonderful show guys. I will talk yeah, to you. Yeah, man.
3: You too. See you later. All right, so we have got, uh, before we get going with anything else, let me, let me dust off, because every once in a while we do get a voicemail, so let me, let me dust off the voicemail sound effect and play that, because we had Jason Colvin, one of our buddies from the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast, has sent us a voicemail, so I want to play that, and then we can react to it right here.
0: I just called.
2: Rooney's office.
3: There is online
0: too. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Jason Colvin, 30 Podcast Super Fan. I was just calling to let you know that I have enjoyed the last few episodes. In particular, I enjoyed the Pat's motorcycle movies on the Patreon episode. I'm a little hurt though that no mention of Stone Cold there. That kind of hurt my feelings, but I'm just kidding. Wanted to say that I am really looking forward to hearing John defend. The David Fincher film, Alien 3, one that I was ready to get my money back after the first five minutes. So anyway, looking forward to that. Keep up the great work, guys, and we will talk to you down the road. Bye.
3: Yeah, I, we were going through all the motorcycle ones, and we had watched Stone Cold as one of our extra episodes mm-hmm. that we did because that, that was one of Jason's requests, and so we watched that one, and that has some excellent, excellent motorcycle scenes in that one. <laughs> but yes, I, I will admit we did kind of forget that. Forget that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. You look at that and it's, it's like, well, I think when it first came out, I think it was the initial cut. I think it was like 50 or 60 films, not counting documentaries and not counting all the, well, it's a motorcycle chase as opposed to just the bike appears. Right. So right. yeah, we we'll, we definitely, we definitely, there's oversights. There's no, there's oh, yeah. no two ways about it. There's, there's oversights. Yeah. There's oversights. So, but so great hearing from Jason. And again, we just can't say enough about that. Surely you can't be serious show. I mean, it's just a fantastic show. I, I just, again, it's, I love the conversations. I mean, it's, it's, the it's, you feel like you're one of the guys just sitting there talking, but you learn so much. I mean, like the, all the, the, the different information they pull out about the films or they pull out about the bands or whatever. It's just, what a great show. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so if you have not yet, go check those guys out, Shirley Podcast. The Shirley You Can't Be Serious podcast, I think they're at Shirley Podcast on Twitter. But definitely go check those guys out, they've got so many, so many amazing episodes. And just, yeah, like you said, fun. Sometimes they'll pit movies or music against each other, and sometimes it's just, uh, uh, I think they've been doing like their, well, they did one of their episodes on like the worst of 87, um, Mm -hmm. they compared, uh, was it Jaws the Revenge with Superman 4?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh wow. Two equally craptastic movies. Yeah. So so not a craptastic movie, but one that we're talking about here tonight. We are here to talk about the nineteen ninety-two Mel Gibson movie Forever Young. So before we get going, real quickly, we spoil. We talk freely here. We just we're just gonna talk, and if we happen to mention a movie that you haven't seen, we might talk about it and we might spoil things. So just be aware. If you have not already headed over there, go to 30podcast.com. That's our website. You can leave a rating. You can leave a voicemail. You can become a co-executive producer via Patreon so you can get access to those other bonus episodes that we were talking about earlier. All kinds of good stuff over there. So make sure you head over there and check that stuff out. All right. I I think we'll just go ahead and jump on into Forever Young here. Movie This Time Around was released on 11th of December, 1992, rated PG with a runtime of one hour and 42 minutes. Directed by Steve Miner, who did House and The Wonder Years. House, not House MD, the TV show, but like House as in the haunted, like House movie. Very, very different movies, I think. Mm -hmm. And also directed some episodes of The Wonder Years. Writer for this one was J.J. Abrams, who did some stuff we know about, Lost, a Couple Star of things. G- couple of little things here and there. Might have been popular. Producer for this one was Bruce Davey. He did Braveheart and The Passion of the Christ. Music was done by Jerry Goldsmith, who passed away in 2004, who did The Secret of Nim and Gremlins. Cinematography was done by Russell Boyd, who did Master and Commander and Crocodile Dundee. Editor was John mm. Pohl, who did the 1990 Captain America movie and Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Budget was $20 million, Box office was $128 Flick Flickmetrics gives it a 58%, and CinemaScore gives it an A-. Starring Mel Gibson, who played Captain Daniel McCormick. He was in Braveheart and the Lethal Weapon movies. Jamie Lee Curtis was Claire Cooper. She was in True Lies and Halloween. Elijah Wood was Nat Cooper. He was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and the Lord of the Rings movies. Isabel Glasser played Helen. She was in Pure Country and NYPD Blue. George Wendt was Harry Finley. He was in Cheers and Fletch. Joe Morton played Cameron. He was in Terminator 2 and Speed. Nicholas Saravi played John. He was in Ryan's Hope and Star Trek Voyager. David Marshall Grant played Lieutenant Colonel Wilcox, USAF. He was in Air America and the 2004 Stepford Wives. Robert High Gorman played Felix. He was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and Leprechaun. Millie Slavin played Susan Finley. She was in The Truman Show and Collateral Damage. Veronica Lauren played Alice. She was in Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, and American Pie. And Art LaFleur, who died in 2021, played Alice's father. He was in Cobra and The Sandlot. All right, so got a couple of little trivia things here. When Daniel is making phone calls to locate Harry Finley, the phone number that he leaves on the answering machine is five 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 two three six eight. Did you guys happen to see or hear or recall where this phone number is from? I did.
0: I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a it was a reused phone number, a yeah. Hollywood number.
3: Yep. So it's from the movie When a Stranger Calls from 1979. But what you would probably know it from is it is the phone number from the t- TV commercials that the Ghostbusters air.
2: Yes. That's yes. What it is. Oh my gosh,
3: that's too funny. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> you have. Yeah, we, we got one. You do. You have. You do. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Classic. You know what? You know what I was just thinking of is, that's a loaded question, is mm-hmm. if they were to do like a another remake of Ghostbusters, like remake the originals, they should have, and she'd have to bring back her accent from My Cousin Vinny, they should have Marissa Tomei play Janine. There you go. That'd be perfect. She's got the good accent for it, too. That'd work. Yeah. So, Pat, I know being a, being an airplane guy, this one is kind of fun. Um, mm. Daniel's comment where he talks about the plane that he just crashed, and he says, I hope mm-hmm. you're not married to these Pratt & Whitney's, a plane like this, classic Pratt- <laughs> engines, is supposedly 100% accurate that the B-25 plane, they would switch out the engines when it was made battle-ready.
0: Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. It's, yes, and I'm not going to pass myself off as an expert, but I know that well, they not- would many of those planes that they would do that right like even the you remember the p51 the the cadillac of the sky uh-huh. i remember that when they were running an allison engine in there but i think it really that thing really took off well pardon the pun <laughs> but i think that plane really started to perform when they put the rolls royce merlin engine in there i mean it's anyways i'm i'm digressing but you know it was funny because i kind of picked up on that and i remember I, I remember doing the google and being like okay is this a was this a throwaway line? You know what I'm saying?
3: It's that's, that's always cool. No, they know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always cool. And I I just, as an aside, I I always think it's cool when, you know, you you get to look at these airplanes and all that kind of stuff. And it's almost like in the same vein that you look at like performance cars and all that, where swapping motors and trucks, that's just cool to me.
3: Yeah. All right. I'm muting myself because I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna spend the whole podcast talking about the plane. Now you're good. When the FBI arrive at the hospital, they refer to Claire's house, Jamie Lee Curtis's house, address as being Cypress Pond Road. This is the same address quoted by police at the beginning of Halloween H2O from 1998, which also starred Jamie Lee Curtis and was also directed by Steve Miner, who directed this movie. Another fun fact about Halloween H two O, which I was not expecting, and this is where I talk about how we spoil things. I went through and, and watched all of the Halloween movies not too long ago because I realized I had really never seen any of them. And I think we're all Battlestar Galactica fans here. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Have you seen Halloween? Halloween H two O once. Once. I have not seen. I have not
0: seen any of the Halloweens.
3: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to spoil something for you, Pat. So I don't know if you want if you want to mute your headphones or whatever then. No, man. Spoil away. I'm good. Care. I'm prepared. All right. So I was surprised because there's a, a very young Starbuck is in Halloween H2O. She plays a, a young kind of ditzy blonde. And part of the premise of the movie is that they are it's for this like very early, like web based TV show in which they're all going to go spend a night in the haunted house kind of a deal. And, you know, the producers have set it up so that there's supposed to be some creepy stuff in the house. And it's supposed to be the original house where Michael Myers lived and grew up and, and committed the murders and everything else. I feel like in the first 20 minutes of the movie, she gets totally decapitated and, like, her head goes rolling down a flight of stairs. And I was like, oh. Oh, my. Starbuck, no. <laughs> wow.
0: Oh. Hey, you know what? Uh, speaking of Starbuck. Yeah. And speaking of oversights in our Patreon specials, I think there's an oversight in my favorite actresses film that we did. I think Katie Sakaloff should be on my like top five list. I'm thinking of all the characters that she's played and all the things that she's been in. Oh yeah. What an amazing actress she is. That's all I got to say
3: about that. She's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially you and I watched Longmire and that was a good one. And her character was awesome in that show. funny thing is i know pat wants to respond and he's trying to unmute on his ipad all i can see is his finger
0: here we go i'm back there i figured go. it out <laughs> I, it was so here's something kind of funny i was uh, doing the dish no i was washing my hands and a big water thing fell bright and i couldn't like get the water out of the way oh, yeah. to unmute yes i did want to respond i uh, yeah, exactly, and, and it's funny, like now that you mentioned Longmire, I totally forgotten that she was like an epically huge part of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yes, yes, Katie Stackeloff, yes, printing the retraction, she is on the list.
3: Yes. All right, for this movie, the synopsis: In a world where cryogenic test goes horribly wrong, and Norm. Freezes his buddy Braveheart, a pilot frozen in 1939, awakens in 1992. But time is running out as his body starts to Benjamin Button. Here is the trailer. and will be back here in just a moment.
1: Daniel McCormick loved living on the edge. If she comes with a warranty, I'll take her. He wasn't afraid to face anything. Ellen. Will you marry me? Except the woman he loved. I, I couldn't get the words past my throat. But when he thought fate had taken her away... Harry, I can't watch Helen die. I want to sleep for a year. He took the chance of a lifetime. Freeze a human being. He never imagined where it would take him. It's cold. Do you think he's dead?
2: So what you're telling me is that he was lost, misplaced, for 50 years? Put that guy!
0: <laughs> Mom? I'm not making this up.
1: So you fellas do this a lot? Mess with classified military experiments?
0: No, sir. This is the first time. It's called television.
1: What the heck happened in the last 50 years? The FBI is on their way. Something's going on I here. Know.
0: Helen was in an accident, but she's alive.
1: Mel Gibson. It's a matter of life and death. Forever young.
3: Guys, is that not the best sequel to The Rocketeer you've ever heard?
0: Well, John, I'm just going (laughs) to say, like, at the beginning, I'm like, you know what? This doesn't sound like the music at all. And then it's like, oh, no, that is The Rocketeer music. Okay. Because I've got some opinions about that as well.
3: <laughs> so, all right. Well, the major moments for this movie, I have about six major moments. So we'll fly through those very, very quickly and just talk about the each of our plot points in the movie, just to kind of walk you through that a little bit. Then we'll get into, into our deeper thoughts and tell you how we felt about this one. So major moments. Major moment number one is test pilot. So we start right away with you know finding out that Mel Gibson's character is a test pilot uh, testing out this plane and brings it to a successful completion. I mean, he doesn't die and the plane is mostly intact. Any landing you can walk away from. Any landing you walk away from is a good one. Yeah. Or as Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, another happy landing. (laughs) Which is a very similar landing to this one, I feel. We didn't knock, Mm -hmm. I don't think we knocked down the the lookout tower, but... So yes, we find out he's a test pilot, and he's very, it's funny that they use the Rocketeer music in there, because I felt like he was, this character is very, very Cliff C. Cordy mm-hmm. from the Rocketeer. Very, very similar kind of a character. And it really and truly, like, you could, have, you could have taken the first part of this movie where it's in the past, just the whole vibe, the whole feel of it all, just it very much felt like the Rocketeer. Agreed. So you could have just transplanted some of that, which made me think that if if Disney had wanted to have a maybe an older or more established actor play the Rocketeer, they totally could have done Mel Gibson and probably gotten away with it. She mm-hmm. probably could have made quite a bit of money, but
1: mm-hmm. I,
3: I still – I'll take Billy Campbell any day. Not that I don't like Mel Gibson, but – you know, don't mess with my Rocketeer. But, yeah, this very very much the Rocketeer vibes at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. We also find that he is, uh, how should we say, unable to express his feelings to his lady friend, Helen. And I, I actually have some funny stuff that I'm going to say. I'm going to wait until next week when we talk about Death Becomes Her because I have a, a funny connection between those two movies that I, I told you oh. before we started recording that it, it is my belief that forever young and death becomes her exist in the same universe.
2: And I, I believe I concur with his, his decision on this. And,
3: and next week I'll tell you. Yes.
0: What.
3: Yes. I have, I have more than, I think I have more than three connections. So I think that's once you have more than three, it's, I think it's a fact.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's written down.
3: Yeah. So then Norm pulled himself out of the bar long enough to invent a cryogenic chamber. and uh,
2: Norm!
3: He, uh, he froze a chicken, which, I mean, that's, that's not necessarily unheard of, but the fact that he was then able to bring the chicken back to life. That's where it's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we did miss from this movie, what we didn't get to see, was we didn't get to see the whole Benjamin buttoning of the chicken.
0: Hmm.
2: Although it
3: was only frozen for, how long was it frozen for? It was like a day or two?
2: Yeah, it wasn't a long time, so at least that's have, the impression have, I got.
3: It wouldn't have really aged that much. So, yeah. I mean, we're, it's not like we're talking from nugget to jerky in just a few minutes, but... I don't know. Yeah. So we hear about this cryogenics experiment, and we also, we get the scenes where... Mel Gibson's character, Daniel, he's having a little bit of trouble telling his lady friend, Helen, that he loves her and that he wants to marry her. (coughs) And the awkwardness comes when Norm and his wife (laughs) announce that they're going to have a baby and, you know, all these all these things. And so finally, he's he's about to pop the question in the diner. He doesn't. And ultimately, that'll that'll become the crux of the rest of the story. and, And a bit of his the downfall of his love life is because as Helen leaves, she rushes out of the diner to go run off. I'm trying to remember, was she, she's kind of like a, a journalist or she works for a magazine or it had something to do with photos.
2: Yeah. Photo journalist or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
3: So she goes rushing out. She ends up getting hit by a truck. And the thought is, is that she's not going to wake up. She's, she's possibly going to die. And Daniel does not want to live through a year of, he's like, I want to be put to sleep for a year. I don't want to live through this. If, if she's not going to make it, then I don't want to be around for that. If it's going to be a while, then I want to be frozen for it. You've done this experiment. You need a human guinea pig for this. So use me as your human guinea pig and, and freeze me for a year.
0: <laughs> I, I just have a quick question. Yeah. They established that she was not dead, right?
3: Correct. She's in a okay. coma. She's in a coma. And I think okay. it, was, it was going to be highly unlikely that she would come out of it is kind of the the vibe.
0: Okay. I see. Okay. I missed that. All right. All right. That's good to know. The the
3: whole premise of the whole premise of, well, I just can't deal with this. So freeze me for a year. That was, I was a little sketchy on some of that too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I just point of point of clarification provided. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Point of parliamentary procedure. Don't worry about it. I'm pre-law. I thought you were pre-med. What's the difference? It's all Latin. Pretty much. I will not allow you to badmouth the United States of America. Gentlemen. Sorry, that's Animal House. Good movie. Watched it recently. That's why it's in my brain. Speaking of Frozen in time. There you go. So, yes, so then all of a sudden we fast forward a bit. Like, he goes into the machine, and we fast forward a bit. And because some kids are playing around in a apparently not too well-guarded military installation, they are able to (laughs) just flip all the right switches and, and pull all the right levers and twist all the right valves to open up and find the frozen dead man. Inside his little refrigerator capsule, and uh, the Daniel Sickle comes to life, and grabs the kid, uh, grabs the kid, and grabs his jacket so that he's able to find where he lives later on, based on the jacket, because every mother stencils in your entire address on the inside of your jacket. Apparently, in the mm-hmm. early nineties, sure, mm-hmm. mine did my mine did my name. did Did you guys have addresses in your clothes? Uh, Not that I recall. How okay. about that? Okay. So this is just, Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis is just an overzealous mother. Yeah. Okay. All right. Really, really got to get those clothes back. Exactly. All right. And so we kind of get, he does meet up with the two boys, and so he's kind of hiding out in the treehouse. What brings him down is the next moment I'm calling Daniel to the rescue is an abusive ex-boyfriend of Claire's, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's character, comes by and he's starting starting to get a little rough with her. And so Daniel is overhearing everything, initially trying to stay back and keep himself hidden, but he then has to jump to the rescue because he's worried that Claire is going to get beaten up by this guy. So he jumps in, they have a nice little fight and he knocks him out and you know, he, he turns tail and runs
0: mm-hmm. for that. Could the it, rest- cl- oh, could yeah, it classify it? Could it classify as a fight though? I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty one-sided. It was very, you know one-sided. what I'm
3: saying? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he handled that guy pretty well.
3: Yeah. I, so the lesson I guess is if you're a man from 1992, you just, you can't, You can't stand up to the fighting prowess of the greatest generation.
0: Possibly that's what they're saying. That's that's
3: that's, that that could could be that could be could be. Then we have for a good portion of the middle of the movie here. We've got Daniel is kind of a little bit falling for Claire. She's definitely falling for him, which then you feel bad for Dr. John, her current boyfriend, who is not quite as handsome or charming as Daniel is, so he's, he kind of feels like he's getting pushed off to the side a little bit, but big part of the middle of the movie, too, is Daniel's trying to track down Harry Finley, or Norm, so that he can get some answers and, and figure out what's going on, and you get some little hints that Daniel is also maybe physically not doing well.
2: Yes. Yeah, it seems like he's suffering effects, but they don't go, obviously he doesn't know what's causing it yet, so...
3: Yeah. So ultimately, we're we're getting to the point where I'm calling this major moment. I'm getting too old for this stuff, yeah. um, and what ends up happening is he has kind of a, a full blown attack, and they end up taking him to the hospital. And the doctors are super confused because they can't quite figure out like why is like this doesn't make any sense. This why this stuff is like his, his blood is aging very quickly, and it just it doesn't make any sense to me. This this is not this is not right. In the meantime, the FBI or the, the uh, military or whoever has figured out that uh, their frozen man, uh, their Daniel Popsicle is on the loose, and they want to go track him down and retrieve him. And so uh, who do they bring in but Miles Dyson uh, to <laughs> finish the experiments? And I, I love the fact that his name was Cameron. I don't know if they're pulling that from James Cameron uh, uh-huh. as, as his character name. but And then I also had to chuckle a little bit because I'm like – is miles dyson just in every movie at this point as some kind of like inventor or scientist or
0: well he picked it up he picked it back up in justice league so yeah you know so i mean yeah. it's he's he's definitely he's definitely he was the got the history of it
3: he was the police captain in speed though so i guess that's a little bit of a break okay yeah But yeah, like the moment I saw him, I'm like, oh look, Miles Dyson is in this movie. Yes. So basically then what we're saying is, is when I, when I provide my proof for this next week, is that Terminator 2 and Forever Young and Death Becomes Her are all in the same universe. Ooh. So, (laughs) so what I'm expecting to see at some point is that Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn We'll have to take down a Terminator with a couple of shovels. Um, I'm in. I, I, I buy that for a dollar. And, and they're undead, so it's not like the Terminator can stop them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Might actually be a decent fight.
0: It just might be.
3: Yeah, so shared universe. We're creating it right here and now. So, yes, yeah, so then he starts aging pretty quickly, and we kind of realize there's not going to be a way to reverse this. Like, we can't stop it because Harry Finley is not around anymore. He died, and that's why nobody knew about this experiment, and that's why he got locked away for about 50 years. But he does find out, he, he sees a picture of Helen, his lost love from the 40s, and he's like, well, who's, who's that kid in the picture? And Harry Finley's daughter says, oh, that was me. That was, that was taken when I was you know, like two or three years old. And he's like, well, that's impossible because she died. He's like, no, no, no. She's actually still alive right now. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> and so so they dis, uh, he decides, even though he's very, very quickly aging from whatever age he was supposed to be, like his, his 20s or 30s, all the way up through the age that he should be now, he decides this is an absolutely great time to go hijack a plane and fly it out to the coast where Helen is now living. Her, conveniently, her husband has recently passed away, so she's on her own again, and he has the opportunity to get out there and and find his lost love, but he does have to hijack a plane in order to do that. And my final major moment here, I'm calling it driver's ed in a two-ton jet because Frodo Baggins does hop a ride in the plane as well, and they do a little aeronautical driver's ed there, and and he gets Mm them to land the plane in very dramatic fashion, pulling up to the house, but definitely not hitting it. And as he pops out, he finds his lost love, Helen, and they embrace on the coast, and we have a very, very happy ending. Happy ending. Are there any major moments that I missed? Anything else from the movie? Hey, on? John, you
0: you can you, you got to edit this out, but I, I don't believe it was a two-ton jet.
3: I know, I just I was making that.
0: I I think it was a propeller plane. I'm sorry, John.
3: Well, that's fine. You're going to make this kind of comment. Hit the button. I'm going on mute now. (laughs) You've been Pat's plane.
0: Thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Listening audience. I'm not really that big of a jerk. Followed up with that's extraordinary. (laughs) What would you like to do next? Oh, no, not the double drop. I no. got the double drop. You did. Uh, nerd alert!
3: You got the triple drop.
2: Yes, yes.
3: You got the triple there drop. There it is. is what you
2: got. I wonder what the wonder what the Venn diagram of Blaine and nerd alert is. I bet there's
0: a... <laughs> uh, there's some overlap. There's some overlap. Well, let's see. If I can go back and
3: replay the last 20 seconds, I think that's what the overlap is. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, John. It's not a two-ton jet. It's a (laughs) propeller plane. Did he at least have the weight right? I'm I'm just asking. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not because I can't do anything right when Pat's around.
0: Well, do you want me to go look it up? I got the book. Yeah, why don't you go look it up? I'll go go get get the book. Why don't you go look it up for the rest of the
3: podcast, Pat? (laughs) <laughs> you guys continue with the show, I'll be in his Yeah, we'll just continue. Yeah, after you derail it, you're kinda like the you're you're like the kid's grandparents. You he shake the kid up and then you can't hear you anymore. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. <sighs> I mean, whose show does he think this is anyway? That that is a question <laughs> that I I don't I don't have the answer to. Uh huh. Okay. Well, Pat's gone. So, so in this movie, they have this two-ton jet that they use in the movie, and the and it two- almost hits the house. Uh huh. And it hits the but, house. It collides the, with the house. And it it hits the ground hard. The house doesn't shake. None of that. She doesn't hear it coming. None no. of nothing. Ah, she's picking flowers. Oh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to, well. Family like, podcast. It's family podcast. I'm I'm gonna let Pat go look his stuff up. In the meantime, here's some you know what? Here's some deep thoughts for you. No, yeah, you hold on to your little book there. I'm gonna give you some deep thoughts right now.
1: And now <laughs> deep thoughts. <gasps> All right,
3: deep thoughts. Pat, what do you got? I like this movie. <laughs>
0: I really like this movie. I'm I'm sorry. Are you asking for the book? I I want to know more
3: about this propeller plane.
0: Okay, hang on a second. Let me let me find it. Let me find. Let me get to the end. Okay, all right. North American B twenty five. All right, I got dimensions and weights.
3: Yeah, how much does it
0: weigh? Empty. Okay, empty sixteen thousand pounds. Loaded twenty four thousand five hundred pounds. But the only thing they're showing is the A variant. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. The J variant might be different. So, so how many? So I'm, I'm, a how few many, t-
3: I'm a few tons off.
0: Oh, really? I See, I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know weights. I'm the first to admit that. 24,500 pounds. How many tons is that?
3: I understood there would be no math. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, th- at least we have that. Okay. So we okay. have that in
3: place. Uh-huh.
2: I believe that could be a 12 ton. <laughs> Chip, if it's U.S. tons, right, 24,000?
3: Yeah, sure, whatever.
1: That's
2: yeah. what it says. Okay. It, it says yeah. fully it's loaded. It's like a 12-ton
0: prop plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And look at this power plant, two Wright Cyclones.
3: Happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so excited to be here. Why don't I just let you guys talk for the rest of the podcast, because I'm probably going to say something wrong, so you guys just go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah. So you're not even listening. <laughs> now oh, he's reading listening. his
0: little book of weights and measures. Little, now little he's in plain measures. land. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. All right. I'm putting the weights and measures down. Okay. I'm ba- I'm listening. I'm here. Yeah. Uh huh. We are empathizing with you, dude. Uh huh. <laughs> See the way you say uh huh, it makes me think that the brakes on my car won't work tomorrow.
3: Tomorrow next week. That sounds like a lot of work. It is. It is. A lot, it's a lot of work. Why would so, I? Why would I do it when so, you expect it?
0: So when the internet goes out, at it, the building tomorrow, I gotta send the. I gotta. I gotta go in around everyone. And say, hey guys, this one's my fault. John's a little upset with me. <laughs> right,
3: so so anyway, uh. I was on a podcast, and the podcast host did not accurately portray what kind of aircraft was used in the movie. Worst <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> Uh, this attention like,
2: to detail and accuracy is disappointing.
0: Mm-hmm. This is like the 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 Friendly Fire podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the Moben
3: pedantry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There it is. It yes it, yes that's true. Yes. That's true. <laughs> All right. Do you like the movie or not? <laughs> yes. Yes, I like the movie. Yes. Okay. Moving on.
2: That was easy. Yeah, was orange easy. whip.
3: Orange no, whip. I, I I do like the, three orange whips. No, I do like this movie. It had been a while since I'd seen it, and the funny thing is, while my wife and I were sitting there watching it, there were certain things that we were kept. We kept going back and forth with each other. I was like, "So wait a minute, do you, What do you remember about this movie? Isn't Claire like related to Helen, or in some way?" And they were like, "No, no, no, that's Captain America." Yeah, there isn't, was a definitely a little bit of revisionist history happening for me too. Yeah, and I was like, isn't like I, I thought of something else? I was like, no, that's idiocracy. That's not even close. Wrong
2: um, movie, right? And I, <laughs> I kept
3: like we kept going. Like, well, does this happen? No, that doesn't happen. Huh? All right. Well, we should probably just shut up and watch the movie then, because mm-hmm. we're, we're nah, really that'd be too ready. easy. Yeah,
0: I do. It's funny that you mentioned, because I do. I remember this movie coming out. I don't think I saw it. I think this might've be the first time I've seen this movie. I remember. Yeah. I remember my parents talking about it Mm -hmm. and remembering pieces of it and seeing trailers and stuff, but it's the two rocketeer and captain America. I totally got vibes from both of those in this movie. Mm -hmm. And so everything that you're talking about with the, that you're saying, wow, I, I think it's this, Oh no, that was this movie. I think it's, I had kind of those same kind of those same things.
3: Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Like, I know for me, some of my favorite scenes were, or the fun, some of the funniest parts were, like when he's trying to leave a message on the phone, but he doesn't know what a voicemail is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that stuff's good. Yeah. Which now is funny that like some of it is already outdated technology for us, right? Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty funny. Is he's trying to leave the phone number and he's like, I don't remember what he's he's like Broadway four four two. I was like, yeah, no, that's uh, Uh, That's not how we roll anymore. anymore. Mm -hmm.
0: They seem to be, and it didn't seem to be like on the nose. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the first thing with the answering machine, when he, he, I think he got frustrated with it. How come this guy's just talking over me? But then there's, it comes up again later in the movie. And just the way he plays it off, he picks it up. Hello, I, like, it, it was almost like it was a mistake in the movie that they left in. But, but the way it played was just so believable and real. Mm-hmm. Like you could imagine yeah. someone having that same stumbling block. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and I enjoyed all the scenes with Elijah Wood. Like he's, he's always been, even as a little kid, like he's always been a really good actor and just, I enjoyed all the scenes, especially him kind of looking up to him and, and being excited that well he loves planes and this guy's a pilot and I, I love that little scene where he brings him the bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called, Pat? Are they called bomber jackets? Is there a different term I should be using? I think, I think bomber jacket works. Okay. Is there, a you, more tech, to... is there a more correct technical term I should be using? I
0: You know what? I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know.
3: I I'm, think uh... they
0: call it a flight jacket in the movie, don't is they? A I think they do call it a flight jacket. It
3: a flight... Oh, I, so it's not a bomber I jacket. Was... <laughs> so I should be calling it a flight jacket? Is that what you're saying?
0: I, I think so. I I thought the bomber jackets were the brown leather ones, but I didn't want to say it. I don't know. You'd have to ask a bomber pilot or crew person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, but I thought the bomber jacket were like the A two bomber jackets. I might be wrong. I might be wrong.
3: Well, the kid got him a coat. Whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice coat. It was a nice it was a coat. Beautiful coat. It was a beautiful coat. It, it tied the ensemble together. It did. It did. It was lovely. Wish I had one. No, yeah, it's just, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's a very kind of sweet and innocent movie. You know, you kind of of feel for the whole thing between him and Claire because you know that it's tough for her because she's, it sounds like she's had a series of pretty bad relationships, and she has, even though she's dating this doctor guy, she's kind of found the perfect guy, and he's unavailable Mm -hmm. and so you kind of feel for her in that sense but you also feel for him because for the most for the most part in this movie he doesn't he he thinks that Helen is dead and even if she's not dead she's much much older than he is now and so you kind of get the sense that he realizes he's lost pretty much the entire life that he thought he was gonna have so it's it's a very you, you really don't get that feeling until maybe a little bit more towards the end. but it's actually a kind of a really sad movie too, when you think about like all the things that he's missed by taking part in this experiment. But plenty of, of funny moments and, and things like that to make it from being too too much of a downer. All right, do you guys have anything else before we get into our three questions? Did you have anything else about the movie itself?
2: As much as i as much as I know it was there for the premise of the movie, and without it, the movie can't be. Does anyone really <laughs> some of it was harder to believe this time around. okay. I, I know it's sort of poking fun at the military that the the cryo chamber was marked water heater on the inventory and all that but it just seems I don't know it strained credibility more this time than the last time I watched it and because it's not fanciful in other ways some of it is harder to buy for me Mm -hmm. and it could have just been the headspace I was in watching it this time but there was definitely a little bit of really yeah I feel like we would have worked a little harder at, that, prem- well, at that, that premise if it was made today. Yeah. But other than that, it's a solid love story with with a with a twist in it, and you know, yeah. and you know the throwaway line about
3: how this is how we're going to get to the stars, and you know, yeah. All right, I think it's time for three questions.
2: It most likely is
3: he asks each traveler five questions three questions three questions it's impossible to answer
1: impossible because you don't know the answer
3: nobody could answer that question i want to ask you a bunch of questions i want to have
0: them answered immediately what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I
3: award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Three questions for Forever Young. Question number one, if you were frozen and woke up in the future, what's the first technological update you'd want to see?
0: Well, the low-hanging fruit would me, for me would be motorcycles. I'm right? shocked. Yeah, I know. And it's funny because, and I got to look and see if this was one of those like, you know, kind of mock-up silly news things, but I saw like somewhere some guy has like the first flying motorcycle or the first rocket motorcycle or something like that. But I said, uh, yeah, I, 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 that would be, that would be the first thing that I'd, I'd want to go, go to a motorcycle dealership or if they even have those anymore or any of that kind of stuff, that would be, that would be the first thing I would want to see.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was struggling with this one because I thought of so many things, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm thinking like improved transportation, whether it's flying cars, whether it's bullet trains or faster than light travel, like the hyperloop. Yeah. Something. What have we done to, uh, to get there? Transporters. Yeah. I think that's a flight of fancy though.
3: Might be a little far off. Yeah. Mine was, I'd be curious, the transportation thing, too. I was like, I'd be kind of cool to see, like, what cars are and what trains are and planes and things like that. Like, what do we have at this point? The other one I was thinking of is just computers, like the devices Mm -hmm. that we use, because I always think it's funny how (laughs) is I feel like the Greatest Generation guys may have mentioned this at some point, but I always think it's funny now going back and rewatching some of the old... I say old, like Next Generation, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek, like that kind of stuff. And they have like a pad for everything, every task. Like you could like hand somebody a stack of pads. And I was like, why would you not just do that on like one iPad? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why, why do we need a stack of pads? Can't you just, wouldn't it be interchangeable? Because in like 2011, we invented iPads. And that's already way more advanced than what they have in the 23rd century. Okay. So that's, I would be curious to see, like if we were, if we were to go like 50 years from now, I'd be curious to see what do, you know, what are we using to communicate with? We've got all these smartphones and and we've tested out glasses that work the same way and, and virtual reality stuff and augmented reality stuff. And like, what are we, is it just in our brains? Do we have little, little contact lenses that are tied directly into our eyes and our brains and that's how we do our computers or what do we got going on? So that I would be curious to see mm-hmm. chemical in his chicken. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the PlayStation five is still unavailable.
0: Yeah. That would yes. be interesting. You know what? And, and I'm not, I'm not super hardcore gamer, yeah. but that would be interesting. I, I would want to see like where the virtual reality games go.
3: Yeah. Mm. I, my guess is going to be holodex. Yeah. 50 years. I'm going to call it right now. So in 50 years from now, somebody can like hand me a bunch of money, but I'm, but I'm calling it right now that 50 years from now we have like holodeck kind of things. (laughs) Or, or society collapses and we're all dead. Well, yeah. Or,
2: you know, the middle ground, maybe society collapses and we're reverting to pre-Columbian technology.
3: Or the PlayStation 5, or the PlayStation 5, eventually becomes available.
2: Or the PlayStation 5 takes over the world.
3: Oh, that's true too. And Skymet is a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the help of Cameron and or Miles Dyson from this movie. Indeed. Joe Joe Morton. <laughs> whatever happens in the future, Joe Morton will be the. He will be working with our robot overlords. Is what we've established. Yes. Is that, that's the. All right. Question number two. What is your favorite Rod Stewart song?
2: This was interesting for me. I'm very curious to hear what others had to say about this one.
0: I have to be honest with you. I don't know a lot of Rod Stewart. So I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to have you guys tell me who I, what, what the songs are and what I should be listening to.
2: I knew more than I thought I did. Okay. I forgot about songs like Downtown Train. Mm -hmm. Maggie May is always going to come up when you want to talk about Rod Stewart. I don't want to step on John, so I'm going to leave it at that for the moment.
3: Do you think I'm sexy?
2: Yeah. There's that. Oh, thank
3: you. Oh. (laughs) Anytime, brother. Anytime. I wasn't even I I don't even I figure know any. someone's gotta tell you that once in a while. I, I don't know any Rod Stewart songs. I was just asking a question. <laughs> wow. Now I'm not sure if you mean it. Bo, I don't know if you know this. The first cut is the deepest. So I've been told. Yeah. I I don't want to talk But have you been told lately? I don't want to talk about it. It's fair. Bo, have you ever seen The Rain? I have. Okay.
2: In yeah. in in the faith of my heart. I've seen the rain.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, okay, I know that so one. I was I gonna say, so Pat, that's the lead into that one. You know that one. I know that one. You, I know. You probably know. Have I told you lately?
1: Getting from there to
2: here. Oh, it's been a long time, really? The original. Time fine, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Not okay. the one that was played for the intro, but the original is Rod Stewart okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Was they, it? Didn't they rename it? Like where my heart will take me. Something like I didn't that. know
2: that. But yeah. if you're asking if I would be surprised, I am not. Did Rod Stewart write it? Uh, that's a very uh, good
3: I question. Don't, I don't know if he wrote it. I believe he was maybe the first person to perform it. As far as I know, he was the original performance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And still every single time, cause I, I had that stretch where I was watching a lot of star Trek enterprise. And then now mm-hmm. every time that I watch any kind of star Trek show, I've mentioned this before, anytime you have like the, the, the staring eyes to, cr- to a commercial or something like that. And it mm-hmm. starts, and it starts to come back. Like I always think when it, as soon as it fades to, as soon as it fades to black, in my head, the next thing that should come up should be, "It's been a long, <laughs> oh,
0: no. getting from here to too
3: much, too much enterprise." It's every time you fade to black doesn't mean that that's what's coming up at the end. <laughs> Warf eyes to camera. Yep, Warf eyes to faith of the heart. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you, Bo? Did you have a favorite song? Did you mention, or did you?
2: I think downtown train would downtown be the train? one okay. I would pick, but there was, there's a, as we taught, there's a lot of good there. Oh yeah. It's definitely kind of that sleeper though, from like Pat said at best, like I don't know a ton of Rod Stewart, but I knew more than I thought I did. Yeah. 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 That's and
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. I, and my final question here for us is best or worst aging effects in a movie or show. And I can, I'll clarify this one a little bit, too. You can you can do aging or de-aging if you want to.
2: Ooh, I didn't Ooh. think about
3: de-aging. Yeah. Controversial. Because yes. there's some bad de-aging that's <laughs>
2: happened over the years. There is. But just looking strictly at aging, the first couple that came to mind were Season- Michael J. Fox and Bats of the Future 2.
3: Oh, yeah. Season one TNG. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. bad.
2: Winona Ryder and Edward Scissorhands. Oh yeah, that's not great. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's some bad out there when you look at that stuff. It's kind of frightening.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a kind of a, a one two punch here. It's it's gonna be the same thing, and it's not necessarily the aging or de aging of a person. I'm gonna go with both the I think it was either in the 50s or 60s, and then there was another one in 2000 two maybe i'm gonna go with the time machine movies ah because there, cool. is, there is the scene where he sits in his time machine and kind of watches that as he turns the dial he watches mm-hmm. time go by in front of him and and it, it increases he starts to see things like fall away and decay and the buildings start to decay and plants grow and die and and all of that i always thought that was a really cool effect very cool cool
0: so that's what i'm going is with. And if from the new Time Machine movies or the old ones from the 60s?
3: Both. It happens in both. There's, okay. a, there's a similar scene in both of them.
0: Right. Right. Those are those are pretty cool. Those are pretty cool. <sighs> I hear what you're saying with the bad aging. You're talking about some of the TNG. I think, I'll tell you, I was really taken by the scenes in this one. I thought they did a really nice job with this. I I like that he was kind of... Getting older as they went, I thought that was pretty good. I and I'm I'm, I'm I gotta would fully admit I'm suffering suffering from recency bias. I I'm thinking this movie is one of the better ones that I've seen. I could buy that. They definitely
2: were able to stay consistent. Sometimes you don't get that. Yeah, you know, you in one
0: scene and then the next scene you're like, mm, okay, we shot this out of order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of something that is like, come on, Pat, how are you missing whatever? But I, I I think it's all, I, th- I think it's all good. I think it's working.
3: Not to digress, but I did look up Faith of the Heart was written by Diane Warren and first performed by Rod Stewart. There you go. For the 1998 movie Patch Adams soundtrack. Oh, okay. And then it was re-recorded by Russell Watson, the one who did the uh, Star Trek Enterprise, as it uh, was renamed "Where My Heart Will Take Me."
2: There you go. It was renamed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I do. I do still wonder about
0: that choice sometimes. Yeah. Well, they were. They were trying something. They were going a different direction. Indeed. You know. I. I liked it. I, th- I thought it was cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna. And it's funny because every time I watched that show, I was always just like, am I watching a Star Trek show? Like at first I wasn't really even sure, which is I think what they were trying to go for.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was some of the problem. I mean, it's some of the, it took
3: you out of the moment. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, gentlemen, that's going to do it for forever young. Thank you guys for being here. Our our best place to go, if you want to find all of our old episodes and upcoming episodes, would be 30podcast.com, our website. Or you can subscribe. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to get new episodes. But 30podcast.com, that'll get you all the old stuff, too. So a quick recap, for the month of September, our Patreon episode was The Dark Crystal from 1982, and our two Patreon shorts were Cat People from 82 and "Q the Winged Serpent from 82. Our last episode of September is coming up next week, that is Death Becomes Her. That's a fun one, we'll be talking about that one. And then Mm -hmm. in October, coming up, one of my favorite months of the year, because we always end up doing the horror movies, October, our Patreons are going to be the last house on the left from 1972. Patreon shorts will be Airplane Two from '82 and Secret of Nim from '82. Our regular episodes will be Bram Stoker's Dracula, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Army of Darkness, and of course the David Fincher masterpiece Alien Three. John's picking a fight. I'm, John's I'm not picking, picking a, fight. a fight. I'm not picking a fight. There's no fight. I if, if I'm picking a fight, it's it's going to be very one-sided, just like the fight in this movie. There it is. There basically, it is. Basically, I'm the guy from the 40s that's going to beat up any of the modern guys.
0: Th- there it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Back when men were men and fist fights were fist fights. Yes. I I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't either, but we'll go with it. It's your show. It's Is it? Are you sure about that?
0: I am sure about that, John. It's your show. You do whatever you want. We just will sit here and. Correct me. We'll go along with it. We'll go. Well, if it's some of the stuff bears correction. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If it it bears correction. Pat. Yes, John. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, John. Yeah. And then we're going to take a break and then we come back and for the next hour we talk about the plane, right?
3: Sure. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We're, we're, we we're love sitting around talking movies with each other. We have fun with each other. But we are so glad that we also get to interact with you each and every week because you send us messages and voicemails and things like that. So keep reaching out. We're like We love to hear from you. We love to hear your opinions on these movies too. Feel free to jump in with your own answers to the three questions. We love it when we get those. But as always, thank you all so much. And thank you, Bo, and thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. All right, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies before you get too old, and we'll be back here next time with Death Becomes.